Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of New York and, of course, of the world. I hope this podcast is reaching out that far. Just to let you know, people have been complaining in New York. It's still March 25th and it's still freezing out there. I know. It's not that pleasant, especially when you already know that we should have a better weather. Okay. The point here is where focus goes, energy flows. You ever heard of that? That means that if you focus on something, it produces energy of the same. So if you're focused on the things that you don't want, you will create events of the same nature. Okay? If you focus on the good, regardless of what's making you suffer, if you focus on the suffering, you will suffer more. Now, if you focus on what works, what's right, then that feeling is going to change. You will feel different. You will feel better, regardless of the conditions. Okay? And I've been speaking this week with people about success, about wealth, like two very irrelevant topics in people's lives. Something that people can't fully figure out. You see, when you ask somebody about their goals, about what success means or what that is in their lives, people name things. Well, if I had this amount of money, I would buy this or a house or, you know, new furniture every every year. Or if I can have a new car, which is paid for, my bills are paid for. Is that really success? Being focused on things? It can be if you're really in a, in a, in a low, on a low plane of existence. But not when you're aiming for a better life, meaning a qual- quality life. Now, what I think is, let me share with you the best definition of success I've ever heard and it says that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal progress equals happiness not things progress is the stretching towards a purpose is what makes you as a person while you're on the way to that journey through the journey not on the journey but Through the journey, you become something different than what you were before committing to that goal. Goals, you see, goals are not to get things. Goals are meant for you to become something different. That's how you stretch. You don't stretch by becoming elastic, okay? Stretching your arm and becoming elastic. No, you stretch by becoming more. And to become more, the only thing you need is to want more out of life. So you got to set unrealistic goals. If you set goals, let's say, you say at the end of the year, I want to go on vacations to Cuba, have a great time. Well, you know, I'm going to have the money because I'm getting paid that extra money on December. And I have vacations, so, you know, I. okay, so that's not a goal. You already know exactly how it's going to happen. 
that's uh, a measurement. You already know it. So you won't stretch. Next year you will be the same person. Now, if you don't have the time, you don't have the vacation, you don't have the money, but you still say, I'm going. I'm going to be in Cuba. I don't know how, and I don't care how. I just know that I want that. You see, that's an unrealistic goal, for example. What's going to happen is that you don't need to know how it's going to happen. What's going to happen is your mind is going to do it for you. That part that knows everything, that does everything for you, like the heartbeats, the reproduction of your soul, uh, your cells, the healing, and millions of other functions. You see, that superior being that you have inside is going to do it for you. You just have to set the unrealistic goal and just think about it. Get possessed by that unrealistic goal. And you'll start to figure out ways. Your mind is going to put you through connections and new ideas in order for that to happen by when you want it. Okay? So when you become on that way, a person that didn't know how to get that goal, and all of a sudden in December you are in Cuba, you didn't know how it was going to happen, but now you are. Somehow your mind showed you how. Okay, you see that person stretched. You became bigger. You had to stretch in order to get that goal. So that's what I'm referring to when I say set unrealistic goals. Let me share something else also. Part of the secret is to live successfully one day at a time. Okay? You see, the present is always the main star. Because the present, it's the only one that really exists. The present is the real fact. Now, think about this for a moment. Our life is technically an accumulation of hours, days, weeks, months, and years, isn't it? So, let's reduce life to its single common denominator, a single day. And then even further, out of each day, each task from each day. Look at it this way. A successful life is nothing more than a lot of successful days put together, isn't it? Okay. So it's going to take so many days to reach your goal. And if this goal is to be reached in a minimum of time, every day must count. Think of a single day as a building block. A, a, a building block with which you are building the tower of your life. A stone can be put one at a time, and so does your life build. One day at a time. Again, each day, each day of your life must be taken seriously. Fill it up. Fill your days with a determined number of tasks. And it's not about the number. It's about the efficiency of each action that counts. Go to bed at night knowing that another successful stone has been added to your tower. But remember, it has to be done one day at a time. Plan ahead. But do not focus entirely on tomorrows. Not entirely. And of course, do not get hung up on yesterdays. Like Eckhart Tolle said, the power is today, 
make sure that in the future, your yesterdays will make you proud. And that is also taken care of today. And on your day by day, of course. That's why success, I say, is not a matter of luck. Success can be planned and predicted. If you doubt this is not true, then you're also predicting it, your future, in a negative way. If your belief of we're all destined or doomed is stronger than I can plan my success no matter what it takes, then you're naturally being doomed by election. There's nothing mysterious or capricious about achieving outstanding success. It's completely under our control and absolutely predictable. It's just a matter of doing certain things a certain way every day. And that's all there is to it. There's no valid reason why you wouldn't be able to become successful, successful or of value in your home or in your neighborhood or in your building or your club or in your field in your community. There's no reason. Just your personal dumb stories. Nothing else. Get rid of the story. Remember this. Everything in this universe operates under the undeniable law of cause and effect. There are no exceptions to this. Nothing happens by accident. Every cause has its effect. You only need to take care of the cause and the effect will always take care of itself. Good cause, good effect. No cause, no effect. Bad cause, bad effect. And this works for everyone, every time. At the end of the day, every day, hour, and second counts as a valuable whole, isn't it? But what is people doing with this solution called time? Are they taking real advantage of it? Squeezing it to its maximum potential? How many years will add up of productivity if we counted each productive second of our lives? Would it even add up as a whole week? Hmm. This is also the difference between successful and non-successful. And it's always managed by you, minute by minute. Let me share something very interesting in numbers. Get a pen and paper. Maybe you want, may want to write down this and consider it. Okay. There are 8,760 hours a year. There are 168 hours a week. These are, out of this week, out of this 168 hours a week, there are 40, let's say 40 working hours a week. That leaves us with 128 hours, not working, minus 56 hours of sleep a week, let's say. This leaves you with 72 hours that you're not sleeping and you're not working. Okay? Got that number? Okay. Let's continue. There are 3,000... 
744 hours a year where you're not sleeping and not working. Okay, 72 hours a week adds to 3,744 hours a year where you're not sleeping and not working. This can be called discretionary hours in which a person can do pretty much as he or she pleases. Okay, now, in 72 discretionary hours a week, of course, you may need to clean, cook, shop, eat, make phone calls, study, and using them productively, you may still have about 37 hours of pure availability. 37 hours a week of pure availability if you're being productive. Okay, this number adds up to 1,460 full hours of pure availability a year where everything else may be covered. Now, question to you. Out of these 1,460 hours of few full availability, full availability, how are you using these hours? Okay. Here's a little help. What if you started to devote one hour a day to think? And let's say you do it five days a week. No weekends. You're not thinking on weekends, okay? One hour a day, five days a week. You get a blank sheet of paper and write an important goal each day. Something that's going to stretch, remember. You don't have to write only basic things. Okay, in this hour a day, during the hour, you think about 20 better ways to improve whatever that goal is. If you can come up with 20 a day, five days a week, that's 100 new ideas a week of how you can improve whatever it is that you do. 100 new ideas a week makes... 5,600 ideas a year. And it still leaves you with the rest of the 1,664 hours a year to do whatever you want. Make the math. Now, out of these ideas, let's break it down more. Most of your ideas won't be any good. Some may, may be good and worth testing. The most important part is that this habit will deeply embed your goal into your subconscious mind. The part that knows everything, that knows how to resolve for you, you're embedding it into that part. This process itself will convert you into a productive machine. This hour a day equals 260 hours a year, 52 weeks. Devoted to making your life better. But wait, that's not all. This effect compounds little by little. It gets better and better and better in your mind. 260 hours devoted to think and to create ideas. It makes a total of 6.5 full work in weeks. Just devoted to think, plan, and improve. Now, imagine this for a second. Do you see how easy it is to rise above the so-called competition? 
You see it? Soon enough, great ideas will just pop into your mind at any time during the day. You will be a person that people will be impressed of while they speak with you. A person that is going to add tremendous value because you're a walking thinking machine. You can help others. Of course, help yourself. Improve. Don't be the same person year by year. What is occupying your mind right now? What? What is preventing you from already have been doing this? Okay, you didn't know it. Now you know better. But be aware of something very important that's going to be interrupting you all the time. A great consuming agent is called worry. Let me break down worry time for you. And this is real facts, okay? 40% of our worries that will never happen. 40%. 30% have already happened. And there's nothing you can do to change them. 12% are just imaginary worries about non-existent health threats. 10%, we can call them petty or miscellaneous worries. And only 8% are real and legitimate worries. 8% are worries that can really be worked out to improve whatever is that you're involved with. 8% are only the real ones. The ones that you should sit down and think about them. And resolve them and transform them. Transform them. And remember, just one great idea can completely revolutionize your work in your entire life. Just use your time slash life wisely. My friend, you just have one shot. Make this shot count. Thank you very much. For being with me on this cold evening but beautiful at the same time because we can share moments like this and I hope you enjoyed this song called Again by Lenny Kravitz